What's going on, crew? Paul R. Talley here. Welcome to Fiercely Successful, the weekly-ish podcast where we go after our goals harder than we did the week before and gonna address the elephant in the room for all you faithful subscribers. You're like, Paul, where the heck have you been the last couple of weeks? And I have absolutely no good reason to tell you where I've been because I've just been doing the family thing and took some time off to sort of just get acquainted with the family, spend some time with the family. And honestly, I actually took a, a taking a stand-up comedy course and been working on that. And that's kind of taken me over a little bit. So that's kind of where I've been. But we're back. We're back on track. I'm doing my thing. You're going to be seeing some bonus episodes coming out to make it up, make up for my absence. And um want to talk this week about conversation I had with one of my coaching clients. And I think it's really important when it comes to our stories. And it's really also a story of self-belief. And before I get do that, uh, just a reminder to keep you know sharing this podcast, subscribing to it, downloading it, commenting on it, doing all the good things that you're you know supposed to do uh, to help a brother out. But, uh, you know, so spread the love. You know, I, I'm really enjoying this. And it's kind of cool to get emails from folks about their thoughts on this podcast and even some suggestions for future podcasts. But so that that's the commercial part of what I'm talking about today. But let's just talk, let's just get right into this. So I'm meeting with one of my, my coaching clients, right? So one of the client coaching services I offer is essentially mindset coaching, right? It's uh, for folks who have a goal in their life. So if you have a goal in your life, uh, you know, we, we meet every week or every other week and we go over your goals and I help you find the mental blockages and help you destroy them. Pretty simple stuff, kind of fun stuff. And client called me up, let's call her Betty. And Betty calls me up and, you know, we, we go into our, our meeting and she says, I almost canceled today because I haven't done anything in the past week. And I said, okay, tell me more about that. Let's talk about that. This is your time. And she says to me, it's just that in the past week, I had these feelings that I wasn't worthy and that I was a little scared. And I felt that my story wasn't good enough, right? Everything I brought to the table isn't good enough when I compare myself to other people. And even though this client in particular had has goals uh, that relate to speaking, being a speaker. Um, I think we can apply this in a lot of arenas of our lives. And so, I mean, I just, we, we spent our time talking and I'm trying to find the right words here <laughs> instead of going like into all hardcore motivational mode. And, and I basically said, okay, tell me about that. Why don't you think you're worthy? And she said, well, my story's not as good as everyone else's, right? There's these people, these cool experiences, these cool stories. And I was just like, time out, you know, old school Zach Morris saved by the bell, like time out. Let's, let's talk about what you think worthy is. Let's talk about what you think a great story is. And understand that number one, a lot of us think that anyway, it doesn't matter where you're at. It seems like for most people, there's always some other cooler, better story out there. I know for me, People will say to me often as a speaker, you know, Paul, you, you've got this, this disability, you played college football, you've done these cool things, you've beaten the odds, you've got a built-in story. And while on the surface that looks like it could be true, and I maybe in some ways it is, um, 
I don't think it is, but know that in my own journey as a speaker, that I was comparing myself to guys like Kyle Maynard, who, you know, the, doesn't have uh, arms or legs. Essentially, he's got nubs at both his knees and elbow joints. But, you know, has climbed mountains and done all these cool things. I'm not Jim Abbott, who pitched a no-hitter, you know, uh, despite not having a right hand. I mean, I'm not, I don't have those cool stories. So when I was starting out as a speaker, I was like, how do I compete with these guys? I can't beat these guys. And then I realized it's not about comparing yourself. It's not about competing with these people. It's the old, you know, Roosevelt. I think it's Roosevelt. The comparison is the thief of joy. All right. Don't compare yourself. It is your journey. And that was their journey. And the circumstances are completely different. So don't compare yourself. Understand that your journey, your experience is uniquely you. It has uniquely gotten you to where you are currently at. It will uniquely take you to wherever you will go. And when you can understand that, you can find the value in it. When you can find the value in it, you can see what are the unique experiences and lessons that you can teach, that you can show people that nobody else in this world can. And when you make peace with that, then you know that you are in a great place to unleash your message to the world. You are in a great place to open up that can of talent and just just go into beast mode and get it done. And so when we can accept those facts, then we're in a better place. Some of you saying, well, Paul, I'm not a speaker. I'm here you know, in my business world, trying to be a VP, a president, uh, whatever, whatever your aspirations are. Well, when I was working in higher education, right, working in colleges and universities, you know, I, I did my PhD at Michigan State, go green. I came from the small college world, right? And most of my excuse for working in small colleges was so I could coach football. So the college administration jobs paid my bills. So I'm in one of the top PhD programs in the country at this huge research one university. And there's people around the table going, well, I studied with so-and-so and I studied with so-and-so and I've published papers and I'm going, Man, am I in the right place? I don't know if I can hang with these people. But again, it was, and, it, and honestly, it took me a good year to realize that, that none of that stuff mattered. And when I peeled back the layers as to why so-and-so study with so-and-so or has that publication, that there was reasons that it happened for them in the sequence that it did. Not a bad thing, but that's what it was. I was where I was for a reason. And when I started to gain confidence and own my space as a work-life balance expert, during that time, all of a sudden, it didn't matter what they did. I knew my role and I was gaining confidence. And then eventually it became my thing and I just put everything else out of mind. But it only happened when I stopped comparing myself and believing that my experience and my story had value and I had unique aspects and perspective that I could put on that. So that's what I want to tell you this week. I want to keep it simple. But here is the message. All right. For those who are speakers, because I work with a lot of speakers, don't worry about how Hollywood, how Hollywood your story is or how big and eccentric it is. Honestly, the most beautiful lessons come from some of the most simple things. My favorite stories that I tell on stage are the lessons my children teach me every single day. Love the football story. Love talking about fighting and karate. I love talking about research, but I would rather, if I could only choose, you know, one or two stories to tell, the story of my son and his teddy bear and his imaginal, imaginary friend who was a, an invisible yak and what I learned from that, best story for me to tell. Story, uh, you know, of my son 
asking me if I was so happy and me really thinking about what that meant. Beautiful story to tell. Even a story that's not inspired by my children directly about me yelling at 6.30 in the morning asking people if they want tacos for breakfast. It makes me rethink my whole life. Beautiful, simple story. Any That could have happened to anybody. Not uniquely me, but it was uniquely me, if you know what I'm saying. So I just want you to understand that your story and your experiences, they make you who you are. And just accept it. See the beauty in it. Back to my client, I said, you know, your story is uniquely you. Uh, you know, she uh, is a, a spiritual speaker. I said, you came into your spirituality later in life. I said, that's fantastic. There are people who are struggling with their spirituality later in life. They need to hear your message. You are their expert. You are their guru. So don't worry about comparing yourself to Joel Osteen or uh, Jimmy Swaggart. I mean, is he still a thing? Is he out of jail? Was he ever in jail? I don't know. But you know who I'm. You know what I'm going with. This is again, accept who you are. And she told me that you know that was you know I could see that the lights went on and that the energy was churning and and, and pouring out of her. So embrace your story. Figure out how your story teaches people something that is uniquely you. It's there. You might need to break, you know, you might need to work around and figure out what that is. You might need to work with a coach like me to help you pull that out. But it's there. So don't minimize who you are, where you come from, what you've done. It is what makes you awesome. And that awesomeness increases the more you work it and the more you believe in it. That's all I got to say this week. What do you got to say about this topic? What's your awesome story? What is one thing you're not going to minimize it? Put it in the comments. Hit me up on LinkedIn. Leave me a comment there. Do something to share the love. I will see you next week for another edition of Fiercely Successful. Go after those dreams, folks. I'll see you again.